0: Before we start, this episode contains discussion about death and dying, so do take care when listening. You can check the show notes for more details. Hello and welcome to Discovering Dementia and to the last in our mini-series of seasonal interviews, I'm Penny Bell, and following on from my chat with Maureen in the last episode, I'm meeting another volunteer ambassador from Dementia UK. He is new to the role, but feels passionately about sharing information on dementia after he spent several years caring for his late wife. He told me some of the things that worked for them when it came to Christmas.
1: Hello, I'm uh, Brian Gamble, and... My wife, Pat, had Alzheimer's dementia and I cared for her for six years, over which time the Alzheimer's gradually developed. Unfortunately, um, a year ago, she suffered a sudden heart attack and uh, and died.
0: I'm
1: so sorry to hear that, Brian. So that was, uh, it meant that we didn't have to make that awful decision about whether she needed to go into care or that that type of thing, because I was able to care for her at at home for that time. We had a very enjoyable life for 13 years, actually, after we'd retired. We spent six to eight months every year traveling in Europe with our caravan. So we, uh, we spent a lot of time away from home. And we also had a trip to Australia and New Zealand and another one to uh, North America. So we're really enjoying life, which suddenly came to a stop when, within three months of each other, I was diagnosed with kidney failure And my wife, Pat, was diagnosed with dementia. So we moved from our home to North Bradford so that we were nearer to our family. We have uh, a son and a daughter who are both married uh, with children as well. And we thought it would be sensible to, uh, to be nearer to them because of our changed circumstances. And so we just carried on as we thought as normal. Pat's dementia progressed quite rapidly to begin with, and it wasn't long before I had to take on all the household duties, because I was concerned about her harming herself or doing some damage uh, simply because she'd forgotten to you know, do the necessary things. And to be honest, never really gave it a lot of thought about how it was going to affect our lives. We, we just got on with it, you know, as people do. But I, uh, I did see a notice in the doctor's surgery advertising a local dementia help group called Time Out. So we started attending there and I did find that a, a great help because like most people, once we had the uh, dementia diagnosis, we were left to our own devices. And I really didn't need any help at that time, but as things went on, I realized that uh, I would need help. And speaking to the other people who went to timeout was my way uh, into finding the things that I needed. You know, all the um, official things that have to be dealt with regarding finance and uh, healthcare and uh, everything that has to be sorted out and which is not easy if you don't have the, the, uh, the right uh, people to help you. And that's really why I, yeah, I wanted to become a, an ambassador for Dementia UK because it's so important for people who are diagnosed to understand that help is available when it's needed. And uh, I think it's important right from the first diagnosis that people are aware of that, although they may not uh, need things uh, straight away. So uh, so that's where I am at the moment. And as I say, I'm doing all I can to bring that awareness uh, into the public domain to help people to understand that they're not alone you know that lots of other people are going through similar things
0: but it it would be nice if there was a way at the beginning of finding out everything you need to know as you say exactly find out what benefits you can apply for in time if you need to what what other organizations are out there and then once you've got all that information you can tuck it away can't you and then When you need that information, it's there. Yes, exactly. And you know what steps to take forward. And so when it came to things like celebrations, Christmas and other things, Mm. when you were looking after Pat, how did it work for you? What did you find worked well and what didn't with with her dementia?
1: Well, she always uh, loved being with the family and that didn't really change from her point of view, it said that she soon became tired. We we have quite a large family. When when we all get together, there are at least a dozen of us, and we've always made a point of everyone coming together at Christmas. So it uh, does tend to get uh, quite noisy, uh, especially. I mean, now now they, uh, the grandchildren are. Uh, Well, the youngest one is 17. The others are all in their uh, 20s. So we're all adults together now. But, of course, when they were uh, younger, they did tend to get uh, very noisy. And that started to upset Pat. And so she didn't stay the course of the parties. Uh, You know, I I had to keep an eye on her. And when I saw that she'd had enough, then we would have to go home. And uh, she was quite happy to do that, you know, because... Uh, it
0: was overwhelming.
1: It was, yes, yeah, she, uh, she, she liked to be quiet, and, uh, and so, yeah.
0: So when you were sort of planning your routine around Christmas, did you do all the usual things that you might've done in the past, like perhaps put up decorations, have a tree, wrap presents together, was that all still okay that
1: yes well? yes we uh, we still continue with all the uh, the traditional things yeah yes
0: what things worked well do you think
1: i think it was just keeping things normal for her we're both christians and attend church regularly and so of course she's she was very aware that christmas was approaching she always looked forward to christmas you know, singing the uh, the carols and, and all the uh, the usual things. Uh, you know, the candlelit services, and she still enjoyed very much. And the people at church were aware of, uh, of her situation, so they treated her with respect, and uh, they were very helpful as well in dealing with that. Yeah,
0: that's good. You you made everybody aware. So you talked about the facts. Oh yes, that Pat had. To yeah. mention yeah. to other people,
1: yeah, yeah. yes, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anything to be gained by keeping things secret. It's much better if uh, if people are aware of uh, of what's going on, and then some strange behaviour doesn't spark their sudden interest because they're aware that uh, that these things might happen.
0: And how was it for you going through all these sort of normal times that you would have had before, but in a slightly different way?
1: Well, as I say, I never really gave it much thought because um, that's what I was doing. <laughs> you know, that, um, that that was our life, and we 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 just uh, got on with it as uh, as well as we could. I do enjoy baking, and I never attempted to make the Christmas cakes that Pat had <laughs> previously made. <laughs> but um, yeah, we just took things in our stride and. Um, as I say, when Pat had had enough, we we called it a day and went elsewhere. You know, and it was quiet.
0: So it sounds like you were able to sort of live every day the best way that you could and enjoy life.
1: We did, yes.
0: Enjoy the family, yeah. That's
1: right, yes. That's yes. It wasn't until afterwards that I I realised, you know, what what a big difference it had made to, to my life. It, to, it rather hit me after. Uh, after Pat died, which... Uh...
0: In what way?
1: Well, um, I didn't have to get up early in the morning to look after Pat, you know. I I, uh, I didn't have to make meals at this specific time. I didn't have to, you know, see Pat to the toilet or, you know, all, all this sort of thing. The things that I'd uh, I'd taken on previously and wasn't, I say, wasn't really aware of, suddenly left a big, big hole in my life, you know, in in that way. So I had to come to terms with that.
0: Mm, It must have been very difficult.
1: It was, yes. Of course. Yes.
0: Uh, Mm. What's Christmas going to be like for you this year?
1: it's a year on isn't it and yes yes it, it, it is it is going to be uh, a rather strange time i think that's the, the the best way i can put it i'm not sure as yet how i'm going to react you know to the uh, the family being all around and, and that time of where everyone else is going to be enjoying themselves you know having a typical merry christmas uh, which is not going to be the same for me, but uh, that's uh, that's how things are. And it's, uh, you know, we have to uh, li- live our lives, don't we? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you have to be kind to yourself and allow yourself to feel like that as well, obviously. And yes.
1: Yeah, that, that's right.
0: Remember, Pat. You're um, quite busy with choirs <laughs> and singing. Yes. Is music important? And was it important to you and Pat before?
1: Uh, it wasn't particular. I mean, we, we, uh, we enjoyed music, but um, I'd never done any proper choral singing before, you know, we, uh, I enjoyed singing in church and, uh, and that sort of thing. But it was a deliberate decision I made after Pat died, because I realised that the evenings were very long and very lonely. And so I I was looking for something to occupy I me mean, in the evenings, and I came up with the idea of uh, of joining a choir. And then I discovered that there was another choir that I could join. And so I'm i now involved with three three choirs, who have a very uh, each one has its own approach to uh, to music. You know, one of them is uh, is very serious, and we do a lot of uh, classical music the other two are in a lighter vein. so
0: a lot of Christmas concerts I imagine
1: that's right well I ha- this week I had a concert on Tuesday I had um, a rehearsal yesterday I've got a concert this evening and a concert tomorrow so <laughs> so yes <it's>, uh,
0: <laughs> lots going on
1: it's but it's enjoyable you know it's nice to see the uh, the happy faces of the audience and uh, who are enjoying what we have to offer.
0: So music's really helped you?
1: Oh, it has, yes. Yes, very much so.
0: So your new role as an ambassador, you said that you wanted to help other people and make sure that they had information available. Do you know what your role will be? What are you planning to do?
1: Well, I'm hoping I'll be able to give talks to groups. That's really my uh, focus as I say, to make people aware of the situation. I did one, actually, a few weeks ago. A friend of mine was organising a dementia-friendly day, and she asked me if I would go and uh, talk about my own experience, you know, so uh, so I went along and uh, and did that. And people say they found it very helpful, so that was uh, a positive outcome, yeah.
0: And what do you think, in those talks, what's the most important thing that you want to get across to people?
1: Uh, well, the fact that they're not alone, that there's a lot of help available. It's just a question of finding it and uh, <laughs> being persistent in uh, in asking for help. That's, I think
0: that's, uh, Is there anything else you would like to say about Christmas?
1: As I say, I think... From my point of view, it was just a question of keeping things as normal as possible, following the, the family traditions and making sure that when Pat had had enough, it was time to leave it. As always, it's a question of, uh, of keeping an eye on your loved one, isn't it? And uh, Making sure that they're comfortable.
0: Thank you to Brian Gamble for sharing his story and reminding us that you're not alone when it comes to being a carer. Search for Dementia UK to find out more about the help it can offer and to learn more about its Admiral Nurses who are specialists in dementia and provide support to families. If you have any tips you'd like to share when it comes to Christmas or other celebrations, you can find me through the website at discoveringdementia.org dot co dot uk bye for now